1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
0: Welcome to the Sucker Punch Podcast. It is Sucker Punch of the Week. We The nominations are in. We got uh, three really tough contenders, but there is one clear winner. And we are starting with um the Lake George gate attendant. If you haven't heard about it, right, Lake George park worker fired, thank goodness, following viral video of her screaming at a driver. It's crazy. Nate just had the privilege of it, it is watching I mean, this it, video.
1: I laugh and at the same time I was kind of <laughs> like what? Horrified, the? but I mean, it, it's funny, but it wasn't funny to this guy. No. And you think, how many cases happen like this yeah. where people actually get in trouble, you know, that they don't have video footage? Like, yeah. How often does this happen?
0: So I, I think it happened back in, like, August. And this guy recently, I think he posted it um like two days ago. And it says this, this is his post. It says, this is what happens when you steer down the wrong exit in Lake Georgetown. Corrected myself immediately. When I saw the sign, I backed up and was um, going out the right exit. This park attendant happened to be outside and told me she was calling the cops over that. So the guy, you know, just kind of makes a wrong turn. And then he's like, Oh damn. So he turns around and this park attendant gets in front of his car um says she's calling the cops and he continues to state that he goes I told her she cannot legally hold me here she's not an officer nor did he do anything illegal um the situation ensued and that's when I started recording so he starts recording this and honestly I could I could play some of the audio um just so you could see honestly if I was on the other line right if she call if I was like the 911 person I mean, this girl, this lady, this elderly woman, I mean, she's an old lady. She's not real old. Just crazy, man. Bad shit. Crazy. But I would think something horrible is happening to her. Yeah, absolutely. If I was on the other line, I'd be like, oh, my God, this lady. So let me see if I could get just a little bit of the audio on here.
2: This is unlawful! Man, man, he's running me over!
0: No, I'm not. Man, please now He's not video, running her Mike, over.
1: You can see everything, Mike. and his vehicle isn't even moving. Mike. Mike. <laughs> the sad part, I know oh,
0: whoever Mike is.
1: Mike has to deal with that lady all the time.
0: Oh, oh my me. god! I'm and I, I'm sure. I love when she says, you're in trouble. You're, oh, you're in, you, uh, you're in, you're in trouble. How you're so? going to jail. <laughs> you're, you're going to jail. How? And oh, he's like, how so? Yeah. How so? I've never seen someone calmly run over somebody. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. crazy. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, I mean, I, I was telling, I guess I was telling you this. I was like, there's something wrong with this lady, right? You know, obviously we could joke, you know, make a lot of jokes about her and we will. She'll. she's going to be roasted for probably the rest of this year um, on online. But there has to be something wrong with her. Nobody in their right mind would accuse someone of running them over when it's clear that she's not. She wins an honorable mention for Sucker Punch of the Week due to her just irrational behavior. I think it's chemtrails
1: delusional to an extent.
0: Imagine if he didn't record that. So later on, he did get pulled over and he showed the cops that I think they just were like, have a good day. But imagine if he didn't have a recording.
1: That's what I was saying. Like, imagine how many people go through similar things like that, that they didn't get to record. And now it's just one person's word over another's, you know, you know, Obviously, she hadn't been run over. And had she gone to the hospital, they would have found nothing wrong with her, you
0: know. Well, who the heck gets run over with a cell phone in their hand going, he's running me over. (laughs) Like, who the heck is like, I'm going to be on the phone. I am currently being (laughs) run over (laughs) by a
1: vehicle. And he continues to do it. And
0: and he's filming me. So he's a very talented assailant.
1: Yes. but. If I'm on the other line and I'm hearing that, immediately my brain's going to think the worst. And I'm like, okay, does he have her pinned against a fence? Is he running her you I, know, through a garage? Like, what is he doing? Because yeah, you know, obviously she's not going to sit there and stay on the phone who, Yeah, that's if the he best. just runs her over and uses her as a speed bump. Best
0: know? Bluetooth headset ever created. That would be a good commercial for Bluetooth headsets. Even if you're getting run over by a car, it stays in <laughs> your ear. And it's got good distance. Who knows where your phone is?
1: <laughs> Who knows when you're going to get run over by a car? Keep this Bluetooth and you just in it. need your Bluetooth.
0: Yeah. That way you can make phone calls. Yeah. It's it's crazy though. That lady. So she got fired, and she is the um, runner up. You'd think she would win, but no. There's far worse things going on. There's actually. It was hard to choose. Uh.
1: I'm going to pray for Mike, though. I'm going to pray for Mike tonight, whoever Mike was. poor Mike. That poor guy had to deal with that lady on a daily basis. Maybe Mike wasn't even real. What if Mike wasn't real? That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. And she was just screaming, Mike. So I guess that's all the time that lady gets. Um, Let's see. What is the name of this officer?
1: Amber Geiger. Amber Geiger.
0: 30 years old
1: arrested and charged with manslaughter
0: so she's a officer in Dallas Texas um basically she comes home after a shift right she says that she goes to her apartment and the door is ajar she goes in it's kind of dark she sees a shadowy figure she is an officer of the law, so she's you know in uniform. She has her weapon on her. She tells the person to, I don't know what she tells him, but she gave him verbal commands that he was not adhering to, so then she opens fire, shooting him twice and killing him. The problem is, is she's not in her apartment. It is his apartment, and he was in his own living room, and she killed him in his own living room and then she calls 911 so yeah she, I'm
1: gonna to attempt to say this guy's name because so often in these reportings it becomes all about the shooter
0: and that not the victim yeah
1: and not the victim so I believe it would be pronounced Botham Shim Jean
0: I think that's pretty good. Cool. 26 26 years old
1: 26 in his own apartment, right? Let's just say good on him for being 26 in this climate and having his own apartment.
2: True that.
1: And this, could you imagine, like, somebody, anybody, police officer or not, just walking into your house and making commands, like, giving you commands, like, you wouldn't know what the hell was going on. Your mind would go on hyper alert instantly. Fight or flight mode. Your amygdala is just ringing off the charts. Of course, he didn't comply with her commands. He had no fucking idea what was going on. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, I've heard you know some weird reports, and um, I I, re- I really think that as this goes forward, she's either going to kind of confess that she there something else was going on here. So according to uh, some reports, like I'm I'm looking at CNN here and I won't play the audio of it, but I was, you know, l- looking at some different reports, you know, anyway, they said that the neighbor, there was a neighbor who was reading a book in her bedroom and she heard some pounding and she heard a woman's voice saying, let me in. And then um, okay. soon after she heard either let me in or open up. And then soon after she heard some gunshots and um, you know, what we can only assume is Botham's voice saying, you know, oh my God, why did you do that? If I'm not mistaken on that, um on that quote. But yeah. But just on that one, there's somebody else that reported that um, you know, there was some pounding before that. You know, it wasn't that already contradicts her story. Um, that the door was ajar. Uh, the other thing that I found interesting, and although you know what time was this, that's one thing I didn't look up, and I'll have to look it, that up. But I'm like, if he's sitting in, this- I had
1: I had heard that I would heard, or I'd read that she um, had stayed late over her shift time limit to serve warrants, right? And so she was probably tired, and and all of this, and you know, I had a friend mention like, well, you know, she was tired, and and. You know, you make mistakes when you're tired. And I'm like, you yeah. know, when you're tired, you accidentally, like this last guy we're talking about, you take the wrong exit or you take the wrong road when you're tired. You know, you don't go into the wrong house and pull out a gun and shoot somebody. Yeah. You know, that's ridiculous. I mean, like when you're tired, you wake up and you stub your toe, you know, but you don't pull out a gun. And shoot somebody because you're tired. Like that's a totally different level. I mean I and I will say, you know, I feel sorry for law enforcement because they are I think a lot of times they are overworked. And yeah. that could be, could possibly be, you know, if you want to use that excuse that she was tired, then maybe, you know, maybe that's why some officers are dicks and some of them are good. It just depends on them,
0: Yeah. I mean on a personal I, you know, level the the thing is, is, you know, what one, I, as I said, I, I think there's going to be more to the story. Cause I'm trying to find out at what time this occurred. Cause I'm trying to say, okay, so was he asleep in his living room? Like he, he fell asleep on the sofa. You know what I mean? Cause if you're just yeah. sitting in your living room now, I mean, he could very well have just been sitting in the darkness, but if you say that you open up your door and it was, And you saw a shadowy figure. Then I'm assuming that that's a description of a dark room. There was no lights or anything like that. If
1: yeah, that's I think that's what she said. It was dark, and you
0: know, you know what I'm saying. Silhouette. So
1: I think it was around ten o'clock at night.
0: Okay, so ten o'clock at night. Now he is supposed to be like a youth pastor or something like that. You know, he works at a church, or you know, he's just he He frequents church and he's a, a pastor of some sort but but I guess what I'm getting at is, are you sitting in your living room in pitch black darkness? right? This is your living room right. If it was her house and she was coming home and someone was actually in there, then it would make sense that they're creeping around in the dark. But that wasn't the case. She was entering someone else's house, and i don't I think it's a little less likely that he was just sitting in the dark in his living room, unless he was like, yeah, fell asleep in the living room. But then again, he fell like he went to sleep in the living room or he was reading a book and fell asleep, which would require some lighting. You know what I mean? I think, I think there's some holes in the story. Um, I I think that there's some, I feel like there's something's missing from this story.
1: Like, even if he had strobe lights going off, like it's none of her, it's not anyone's business. You know what I mean? Right. Right. If he was sitting in the dark, like, Hey, I'm just gonna turn off the lights, all of them, draw the blinds, and I'm gonna sit on my couch as erect as I can. It's his business. Right. You know? And like like I said, I couldn't imagine like somebody just walking in and uh you know, you'd be freaked out. Actually, I wasn't here. I was gone one night, and my wife and my little girl were sitting here in our apartment, and I I mean, this is after me getting on to them about locking the door
2: yeah. all of the time. Yeah.
1: And Some old drunk guy just walks into our apartment, and my wife is like, What? Who are you? What are you? You know, as as she's explaining this to me,
2: Jesus, I'm
1: freaking out, didn't know what to do. And she said she got up and was pushing him out or whatever. And then, you know, it's kind of comical in the end because he was drunk, older. Yeah. He thought he knew somebody that lived here. The Uber driver is like, You know, he had an Uber driver, right? I told you this wasn't your house. i ma'am, I'm sorry. I I can't get him to tell me where he lives or whatever, you know? But I mean, just imagine, imagine if my wife had a pistol and that something as simple as that, you know, guy walking in, you know, freaked her out. Luckily she didn't, you know? And I questioned what would I have done if this happened? I was sitting there, you know? But when it comes to this, I mean, how do you, uh, how do you drive up? She lived on the third floor. She drives up to the fourth floor. She tries to go into the apartment that she thinks is hers. They even said that he has like a bright red placemat out in front of his door. Yeah. So that's the first clue like, oh, who put this bright red placemat in front of my house? And then her excuse was, "Well, all the apartment layouts are the same. That's how fucking apartments work." Yeah, you know they all have the same layout. You know they find a layout, they go with it. Depending on how many rooms it has, the layout's going to be a little bit different, of course. But you didn't notice that, like your furniture was in different places, That's even what if I said. it's in the dark. I was like, "Did you somebody know, uh, silhouette
0: rob me? Replace it with new furniture?" <laughs>
1: yeah everything was different. Some son of a bitch broke in and moved my couch in the exact place that I didn't want it. yeah, I don't know. I don't get it,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like it says, was was fatigue a factor in the incident and all this? Uh, I don't I think it doesn't matter. You know, what you did is what you did. I think you know, that could reduce the charge. It could reduce the sentence, you know, and show some leniency on it if it if it was a legit an accidental uh, death. I heard some reports that they, they knew each other, um, which starts putting in, See, other, that
1: makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like a crime of passion. Uh,
0: that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, for it to, I'm just saying, even if it was an accident, right? If I was behind my, if I was in my car and, you know, I crashed my car and killed a family you know you could you could say well yeah i was fatigued or whatever i'm still going to be liable for their lives right yeah for sure i'm still going to be liable for their lives i'm still responsible for for those lives i could have stopped the car taken a nap i could have done anything i could have taken an uber i could have done anything and being an officer of the law you have to be held you have to we when people say oh they're only human it's like look yeah i don't think you're superhuman but you do have to be held to higher standards you have to you must we uh, were we talking about this on the last podcast you we want the best of the best there we want yeah. them well trained if it's hard to find the best then train them to be the best and you know this is, not-
1: this is what this is what one of my friends said and this is what i left out earlier is like she walks in, and she thinks it's her place. She's tired, and then her training kicks in, yeah. and she shoots the guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no! That's not how training works. Like training is there to help prevent you from doing right. things like this. Idiots with no training pull yeah. out guns and shoot people or shoot themselves. You know right. I My mean? training's
0: supposed to help the you know save lives, not take them. Right. All right. right?
1: And, and I mean, I can imagine, imagine if she is like, imagine if this was just one big yeah accident and she was tired and that played the factor in it, you know, but like I said, I mean, well, let me finish my train of thought there. I mean, it, I feel just as bad for her. Oh,
0: no. I mean? Yeah, I totally. I mean, because if it was an accident, this, I feel bad for her. I, I feel yeah. horribly bad for her. You have to live with that. And this
1: goes to show you, and I know that I know they can't. Overstaff themselves. But what happens in any state regulated institution like a police department is they're going to do as much as they can with the least amount because of funding. You know what I mean? So that's why these police officers are always fatigued. They don't pay them enough. That's why you see police officers at your favorite Mexican restaurant at three in the morning. Because he's being paid by that restaurant to be there in his police gear to make sure nothing happens at that restaurant. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not getting paid enough, so they have to take these side gigs. So they're always tired, you know? And like you said last time, we're looking for the best of the best. But even, in the, even the best of the best are not going to function at their highest if they're overworked, overworked. and underpaid same as teachers you know what i mean yeah another example of state-funded occupations
0: if we got into the conspiracy of of it all do you think they are so poorly paid because it's easier to control poorly paid people it's easier to corrupt oh for sure
1: you know what i mean for sure yeah because and we've had the conversation before that I'd love to see every officer with a bachelor's degree, which I know saying that is unrealistic, but why does it have to be, you know, well, give them the training, something equivalent. You know what I mean? They they go
0: through some, uh, a a considerable, a bachelor's is that two years,
1: four, four years. You
0: see, I don't have a bachelor's, but, uh, (laughs) but you don't need one to be amazing at podcasting. Anyway, That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, they could... I, I think the training should be a little bit more extensive, and they also can recruit, and I think it should be... Uh, maybe Maybe law enforcement should be an extension of the military. Is that a bad idea?
1: I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Because when it comes to them taking our GD guns, we're going to have the law enforcement that's going to be on our side They're against not. the government.
0: But I mean, are they? No. Yeah. I mean that. W- I, that's why I'm saying, is that a bad idea? Like, would it? Would we be able to do that? You know, like let's think of like reservists, right? There, we have like the right. the you know army reserve or whatever. You know, could we have them more uh, as a law enforcement agency? Or, you know, I'm just saying, how would we? go about changing this? You know, what would be a step closer to fixing some of the problems we have with law enforcement? And, you know, look, there's a lot of good things about law enforcement. And some people, uh, I was listening to another uh, podcast and they were talking about like, Oh, you know, people generalize. And I don't think, I don't think we do generalize. I don't think, I think that people who live in bad neighborhoods who have horrible experiences with law enforcement tend to generalize. Because generally they have horrible experiences with law enforcement. So in their neighborhood, yeah. they have horrible experiences. And then, then you'll um, have somebody who lives in a really nice neighborhood where the city comes and manicures the, the, the lawns and everything, not necessarily your particular lawn, but the neighbor, you know near the, the schools and stuff like that. And my point is when you live in those neighborhoods and I've lived in both, I've lived in really, really bad neighborhoods and I've lived in really nice neighborhoods. And um, you see the difference there. the 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 kind of uh, atmosphere you live in when you live in a bad neighborhood is is a very desperate a- atmosphere. You know, there's a lot of despair and hopelessness there. You don't feel yeah. like you're ever going to get out. And and when you do, you know, the one thing that I don't like is when people get out of those neighborhoods. And start looking down at the people in those neighborhoods. I feel lucky and fortunate. Yeah. I feel like, damn, man, I don't even know how that happened. And, you know, I could say, oh, hard work and all that. Some people bust their asses and still remain stuck in those neighborhoods. And I guess we get on this because this isn't to generalize. Like, I don't think law enforcement is bad. I think there are... I don't know if culture in law enforcement is the the correct terminology, but basically the, the way they go about training their, their employees, you know, officers, uh, the way they, they train officers, I think could definitely use, there's no real requirement of, uh, how you have to continue your education when it comes to like even self defense and stuff like that. They don't really have a requirement. Um, not a big requirement. Not a requirement that you think they should have, right? Military yeah. probably trains. You know how how long is a boot camp?
1: Um, it depends, but I mean, my boot camp was sixteen weeks, so four months.
0: So four months, and then from there, where do you go? You don't go. Uh, like I in... went
1: straight to my first duty station,
0: and and that's usually yeah. Because
1: I, I I had I had a uh, since I was a combat. I had a combat MOS. I did what's called OSET, which means one station unit training. And I was there the entire 16 weeks. So I was there with the same drill instructors. I want to say that it's, if you you don't become like a, uh, you know, you work in finance or whatever, it's nine weeks, and then you go on to a different place and learn your actual job. So you go through basic training, and then you continue your training uh at ait at advanced individual training um so it's different
0: yeah i guess i'm just saying uh there's definitely some when it comes to this um uh story i think i, I think that we're going to find some other things out i don't know man but uh that...
1: to, to your point to your point yeah. though like you know i was when you get out of, when a soldier gets out of basic training they they have the minimum level of skills right They've gone through things. They're they're pretty well trained, but I didn't get my real training, right? And this is what I was thankful for, because I spent a year in Korea. That was my first duty station. And here I was fresh out of basic. I wanted to go straight to Iraq or Afghanistan. But man, am I ever grateful for going to Korea because basically all we did was train in Korea. Yeah. Right. For a year, you're training in the mud, the rain, the snow, the heat. And by the time I got to Iraq, I felt like I knew what I was doing to an extent. You know what I mean? I felt like I knew my job at least. So and it was just practice, practice, pretending other people were the enemy and going to work, you know. And so how often do the police get to run through those kind of scenarios? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know that
0: answer. Well, I have. I was telling you before. I have a friend in the Austin uh, PD, Austin Police Department, and you know, I'm, maybe we'll bring him on either for uh, an interview or go do a ride along, because it is it is good to have an understanding of it. Um, so we're not, and I don't think we are, but people are uh, very. We will criticize them, and uh, I do think there's a lot of problems in in uh, law enforcement i do think there's a lot of corruption in it but it just depends on the region i think the bigger the city the more corruption there's going to be and um when it comes to this incident i don't think it's any of those things i think you know a little off topic in the sense of what does this have to do with um this poor man being shot in his living room i think you know we could say oh she was I, I hope all of that in some weird way I hope all of that is true I hope that it was the worst most tragic accident and um, in each in either case you know if it was something more sinister and they they knew each other and there was because you know if, if the report of they being banging on the door and that's true then she's lying and covering up something and right it's far more sinister and just having one report like that makes me second guess it because it does seem like a slightly implausible you know i mean like i i see you know one time i was um changing i lived in an apartment and i was trying to change my uh head um what you call it windshield wipers And, um, I went inside and I got some stuff and then I go back outside and I go to my truck and I'm trying to take the windshield wiper off. And for some reason, my freaking windshield wiper won't come off. And I'm like, what the hell, man? These are easy to pop off. And then I look and I'm like, this is not my truck. This is not my truck. I'm just trying to steal someone's windshield wipers right now. And you know, this is Texas, man. You know, you get shot for messing with people's windshield wipers. They will take you out and it'll be justified. So, uh. You know, I could see, like, getting mixed up. I, I I, feel like that's happened to me where I've kind of went to the wrong apartment. Like, oh, damn. You know what I mean? But uh, there's something about this story that doesn't feel right. So she uh, wins the runner-up. She almost... I mean, she could get a sucker punch. At the very least, right? She definitely. At the very least. Sh- punch her at in the face. the very face. least. The very least.
1: Punch her right, right
0: in the gut. But... Wow the winner and grand champion and not to make light of this story this is not this is uh this is dark man this is dark so the new york times is just one of the uh one of the news outlets that are reporting this and um it says uh the title of the article is In German Catholic churches, child sex abuse victims top 3,600 studies find. The article is by Catherine Benhold and Melissa Eddy. I'm going to read a portion of it. Um, It's by the New York Times, so go look it up. Look it up um, in several different places. But it starts off Berlin. More than 3,600 children most age 13 or younger were sexually abused by Catholic clergy members over the past seven decades, a wide-ranging report has found. The study, which was commissioned by the Roman Catholic Church Bishops Conference in Germany, found at least 1,670 church workers had been involved in the abuse of 3,677 children, that is 4.4% of the clergy. The study, conducted by researchers from three universities over more than four years, was an ambitious effort to understand the scale of the abuse and how it could have been systematically covered up for so many decades. We are aware of the extent of the sexual abuse that is Supposed are supported by the results of this study, said Bishop Stephen Ackerman. It is depressing and shameful. The findings have not yet been made public officially, but they were outlined in an eight page summary obtained by The New York Times on Wednesday. They chronicled abuse cases from 1946 to 2014. Every sixth case of abuse involved rape. Researchers found and most of the v- victims were boys. Now the German report was scheduled to be released on September 25th, but it leaked out and was uh, first reported in the German newspaper Die Zeit on Wednesday. Now, um to sum this up, just a few few more to sum it up, as shocking as the findings are In a country that uh, to date has learned mostly of individual cases of abuse, they are likely to underestimate the true extent of the problem, said Christian uh, Pfeiffer, a criminologist. Mr. Pfeiffer said he had initially been asked to take part in the research. In the end, he said he refused because the church wanted to reserve its right to control the uh, the resulting uh, research papers and under certain circumstances even banned their publication. The report does not give the full picture and is not fully independent, he said. Researchers had no direct access to church files, relying instead on church personnel to fill in in questionnaires for them, he said. And in several cases, the report found evidence that files regarding uh, the abuse of minors had been manipulated or destroyed. The degree of the cover up is stunning and beyond anything I had expected, said Mr. Pfeiffer. And one one last thing. Let me see here. Suspected abuse and let's see. One of the things is this was recently in Pennsylvania, a grand jury reported uh, released in August, a grand jury report released in August found that more than 300 priests had sexually abused 1,000 minors, over 70 years so it's it, uh, what i'm curious about is in pennsylvania and now over here in germany they're both spanning over 70 years right um yeah it says there you have to read the rest of this because it also talks that about how um the catholic church regrets right this but they're they they have yet to see a true sign of remorse and an authentic admission of guilt. You know, like it, which which can be kind of um, example. An example of it is how the files regarding the abuse of minors that were manipulated and, and destroyed, and they were you know kind of controlled by the you know. So if the church is still trying to kind of control some of this information by using church personnel to fill out the questionnaires and want to kind of you know control the the resulting research papers and under certain circumstances even ban their publication if that's the case right. then it makes you go if this is underestimating it if 3677 children is an underestimation let's put that into perspective right i said I did the math on this and let me do it again just to make sure it's crazy. It, it basically results out to um, one kid a week. One kid a week for 70 years.
1: Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm almost positive that those, that, what is it, 3,600 children? I, I will say you could safely assume that it's double that.
0: Yeah, so 3,600, if you divide that by 3,677, 3, divide that by 70, and it's 52.52. 52. So 52 weeks in a year, right? Am I wrong? That's one yes. child a week for 70 years. That is crazy. And if they're covering this up, like, if you were to... I didn't even know what to say. Yeah. It's one of the most... uh, I know. It just kind of leaves you a little speechless. It's one of the most disgusting things you could freaking imagine. And this is a church.
1: Well, this is what you get when you try to... Suppress human nature
0: yeah. i i guess man i mean because i know people will say that and i know what you're you know not to cut you off but like because they take like um a vow of celibacy and and a, a vow of poverty right but it's like I, I man i almost feel like something even more dark something darker is going on here it how is it that prevalent is there you know what i mean yeah, that's and i mean that's beyond this bizarre is in and
1: like you said pennsylvania right yeah so imagine all of the cases that, that aren't being probably unearthed,
0: where there's large clergy and there's large churches like is this a is this a practice is this how it? If you look into how many children disappear, how many people go missing a year, right? And this is kind of outside the scope of just the Catholic Church. Like how many people well, go? It's such, right.
1: It's such a respected and and large organization, you know, that its span is not just within the. peoples. You know, the Catholic Church has had its hand in everything, you know, since its I guess inception. Yeah. Right? From Masons, you know, stonemasons. Hey, we talked about stonemasons last time. Shout out to Hank Stonemason. Yeah. But um Masonry, uh every guild that you can think of, you know, ironworkers, And it's not so much that anything's changed. I mean, they they've just changed whose spot are they dipping their fingers in? And that's kind of like how I've always viewed the Catholic Church, you know?
0: Yeah, you broke up a little bit after uh, how many things changed. Broke up just a little bit, but
1: oh, I was saying like you know they they've started dipping their fingers into, into other works. So I was saying that they're basically, they're like the mafia. Yeah. You know, it's, and
0: it's, it's scary, man. I mean, that is a, I
1: can't,
0: it's just a horrifying report. Cause it, to me, it just makes me really, you know, I wasn't raised Catholic or anything. I was, I was raised Christian and, you know, one, it makes me like feel bad for, you know, people that are, you know what I mean? It, I don't identify myself with the you know Catholic Church or anything like that. I never, you know, that's not part of like I guess my denomination or upbringing or anything. And and there's just no way I would ever turn to that denomination like that. It a lot of it seems creepy. Just a lot of it, you know what I mean? But it, it, it's it's really one of those things that it destroys the name of good Christians out there. And then it makes you go, man, how much of this is happening now? It has nothing to do. I think this is something that's bigger than just the, the Catholic Church. I think if you wanted to get into weird, crazy conspiracies, I think the Catholic Church is a part of something very sinister. Something cra- There's no way you could be abusing one more than one child a week for 70 years have it being covered up by the church itself. And they said that this was happening during the last um, Pope who was German. And I think he served in that area.
2: Yeah.
0: And there's, uh, you know, we could clarify on that, but he, um, we need to get one of those people that are constantly looking up, you know, data like Joe Rogan has, and they're just back there. going, "Oh, Jamie, where are you? you I need a Jamie. If anybody wants to be our Jamie, let us know. But, uh, but I'm just saying like, it is, it's so dark. It makes me, uh, so I'm looking up some information. It says, according to the national center of missing and exploited children, roughly 800,000 children are reported missing each year in the United States alone. So
1: I think, I think like we can start looking at, start from the bottom up before we start going into the darker recesses of yeah. Catholic Church. And I I really I do. I think that it's it's not every priest that is doing this. No. Now I think it is like I was kinda of saying earlier, you know, the from the from local businesses to the people that fill the church pews every week, you know, there's there is a history of when people try to unearth these things they get bullied or even murdered. You know, yeah. this is that's not conspiracy. Like, right. you're trying to tell on one of the biggest organizations on the planet and say that they're pedophiles. And somebody's going to have a problem with it. Whether it's your local uh, trash man or the police officers that are Catholic, you're you, you have a fight on your hand you know what i mean but i still think that you know aim at the base of the fire and i still think that it's a a developmental thing whereas you've suppressed the sexuality of men right yeah for their entire almost their entire lives at least their entire uh adult lives as priests Sorry,
0: you said their entire adult lives as priests, and then you broke up.
1: uh, Their entire adult lives as priests and clergy, you know, has been suppressed. And they're not allowed to have sex, right? Which is a, you know, it's a normal biological function. It's not cool,
0: at the very least.
1: Yeah. And I guess, what is the point to make them seem more Christ-like? Yeah,
0: you know?
1: I guess. Um, Maybe well, it's not- that.
0: That's what I mean. Maybe it's far more sinister, and it it allows you to corrupt them. It allows you to corrupt right, them. Right.
1: So you go to work on the the poverty of their morals. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Wow. I just I can't, I can't imagine you being part of an organization that is abusing, under you know. Um, let's just say it right more than one child a week right if you broke down the numbers that's one child a week for 70 years one child a week so you're recruiting another kid every seven days and that is an underestimation so if that's what they're putting out there if that's what they want to, they're willing to allow us to judge judge them on what the fuck are they really up to yeah. And and how many of those kids are going missing? I mean, to me, like it makes me go damn.
1: Maybe it's just an old practice, like, uh, you know,
0: like first medieval
1: or dark age practice that they just kind of hope that they could keep covered up forever. Like, don't be with a woman, but it's okay to fuck a little boy. I don't know how that's better i can't see how that's better but i mean we're talking about human beings here
0: it's crazy dude it's disgusting so uh, sucker punch man no man they need to be taken to the gallows the guillotine wherever uh i hope you know i personally don't believe in hell but i hope there is one for them it's
1: yeah especially for creating a, a hell on earth for
0: I mean out of
1: kids 13 and younger
0: uh, out of a place that's supposed to be your salvation right out of a place that is supposed to be your spiritual salvation and this is this is your 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 recruiting outlet this is where you go to recruit these kids and and groom them. Because that's how they refer to it.
1: Imagine the dark shit they have to say to these kids.
0: It's insane. It's it's seriously it's insane.
1: So imagine the
0: dark Sorry, you um you're breaking up yet again. So when go referring back to that Pennsylvania um, incident or not incident, a thousand minors over seventy years. It says the report provoked widespread outrage, not simply because, um, not simply because of the numbers, but also because of the depravity of the abuse and what many saw as the bishop's callousness towards the victims. And you know, part of me is like kind of curious, you know, what's in those reports. Um, you know, cause what it's bad enough to abuse them, but what, what are the extent? I mean, again, it's just one of the darkest things you could think of, you know, like you hear those stories about people being kidnapped and held in basements and all those things. and And it's like people, you, you have to be some of the darkest type of human being to do that to another human being, but darker, even still, to wear the mask because everyone wears a mask right even that guy who has a couple um you know not to make light of it but a couple of uh uh, uh, girls in his basement he's wearing a mask but when you think of like john wayne gacy who had was it 22 i think it it was uh, like 29 boys under his house somewhere in the 20s and he was like a guy who did children's parties as a clown and things like that like these are priests that are out there reading from the bible quoting jesus talking about you know being charitable and giving up your 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 riches and building your treasures in heaven and all these things and then preying upon the children of that congregation it is right one of the darkest things you can do And I'm sure there's people out there trying to outdo that. And, and, and that's the
1: embodiment of a wolf in sheep's clothing
0: of evil, of the devil, you know, of that, that absolute just evil. And
1: isn't it crazy? They, they get that pass. They'll get that pass of like, well, it's just, it's Satan. It's worked his way into our ranks and his, you know, like they could easily say that, and they the Catholic people that are Catholic would just be like, oh yeah, he, they're right,
0: yeah, that's you know, insane. We've got
1: to the extra Catholic now,
0: look, I always yeah. thought there was something wrong with that uh, uh religion when you know the Pope you know one nobody needs it. Jesus was you know he came into town on a donkey, and this guy comes in on the the Pope mobile. I don't know if he's <laughs> still doing it these days. Behind plexiglass windows You know bulletproof windows I'm like what are you behind bulletproof windows for If you're going to die you're going to be with God What what are you afraid of You should not be yeah, afraid God. of death You should welcome yeah. it And don't tell me Oh well we got to save people here You don't have to save nobody God doesn't need you to do his works He doesn't need you
1: Death will only Lend to the cause
0: Oh God, it's disgusting, man. So you know, I'd like. I think I'd,
1: religion is religion's on the wayside, my man. I think it's just. I think we'll always have some sort of religion, uh, but with the with what they're seeing scientifically, with like meditation and mindfulness now.
0: But that's religion. Just went. It's the same thing. Well, you know, like meditation. I'm like, it's the same thing. You know, I mean when we could all debate on it and all that, but I'm like, look, a mantra is a mantra and that's what meditation is. You can clear your mind, but you in order to clear your mind you have to use a mantra. And you know, for for Christians it's you know, the the prayer, you know, like los yeah. That's like there's a there's a set prayer in the Bible, but that's the mantra. So you're giving all your yeah. your power to God and you know, releasing all of the the Uh, But and I guess the only reason I bring that up is because, you know, I'm not particularly religious. I don't go to uh, I used to when I was, you know, growing up, I I would I would go literally probably like three or four times a week. Maybe it was like two to two to four times a week and uh, which is excessive. But uh, I do think it did (laughs) save my life because even with that, I was up to no good as a kid. I was very angry as a kid and I, I changed. lot of things and i only think is because there was this base in me that had like some spiritual understanding um that connected me at least to the earth and humanity like and when i say that like literally like just caring about life you know because for a long time i didn't care about mine but then you know i kind of realized i was just being a a whiny little baby just crying about my life and I, I needed to put things into perspective. And I think, you know, religion does that for people. And I think that for the most part, you know, you have people that are good followers, whether it's Christianity and whether it's Buddhism or being a Muslim. I think that they, they're the, I would say the mass majority of them are people who care about life. Um, like who said it? Joe Rogan was saying that he goes, look, man, people who are like against abortion, like they think you're killing babies. Oh, no, it wasn't Joe Rogan. It was. um, I think it was Louis C.K. where he was like, you know, they think you're killing babies, so you can't be mad at them. If they truly believe you're out there just murdering babies, then they should be outraged. If that's yeah. what's in your head and your heart, then you can't blame them for being upset. Now, if they go about throwing rocks at people and doing those things, that's what brings a bad name to their their belief and their cause. And I do think, yeah, organized religion, um, it's not my cup of tea. I just think like and I kind of interrupted you and went on a tangent there. It's just when people talk about um meditation, I think that meditation is. And and I'm sure it's debatable, and we could do that if you want. But it, uh, to me, it's the same as prayer. We're just say, we're just calling well, it a different thing. Uh, if I pray to well, God, you, I'm, I'm directing. When you all meditate, my, yeah.
1: When you meditate, it's an inner reflection. So right. everything's going inward. When you pray, it's outward, right?
0: Right. I so guess you're
1: putting your faith. You're putting your faith into something else. Whereas when you're doing it inward. You know, spiritually, you're giving yourself the permission and and the power, right? Right. When you are praying, you're outsourcing. So you're saying, I'm worried about something. Let's just say, for example, I'm worried about this. Please, God, help me. You know, guide me, guide me through this, Lord. When you're meditating, right, you're calming that yourself. Yeah. So you're teaching yourself that, okay, I'm going through this anxiety. I'm going through this you know uh, you know whatever it may be these troubled times, and so I'm going inward to try to calm that, yeah, so you're using your own power, your own spirituality, your own whatever you want to call it, your own right. mental capacity to solve the problem rather than outsourcing it,
0: I guess what... and... Go ahead. oh no, I guess what I would argue is is I'm not disagreeing with you i would just say that where you're 100 percent correct in that there is kind of an outward look um i could say i would compare it to to people who speak of the universe right so it it, it depends on your perception right so for me when when it comes to prayer if i'm if i'm calling upon god to help me It's more like I thank God for giving me all of the ability to take care of the situations that I am in. And I ask, almost like I ask for forgiveness for not taking advantage of the the abilities that he gave me or or that God gave me. I always say he, but it's uh, that God gave me. So if I were to say, you know, the universe has bestowed upon me the ability to change those things that I am in control of changing and the ability to stay patient and go with the flow on those things that I cannot. All right. There's things you can change and there's things you cannot change. And all of these things, you know, if I were to look towards the universe to, to help me through that, it would also be looking towards myself because I am one with the universe right or i'm trying to be one with the universe like that's how i see meditation trying to become one with the universe the environment not it's not and for me it's like it's not that i'm just only relying on myself i already know that all these things live within me i'm trying to unlock them i guess yeah. with prayer i'm trying to do the same thing but i'm giving thanks to what most christians would refer to as yahweh or, or or god jesus um or most religious people would refer to it they're giving thanks to god for bestowing that upon them while non-believers are you know more who, who people that are into meditation and, and stuff like that that doesn't necessarily give the thanks to that higher power they they take it upon themselves and they just think that it was it's just their because of their power. And and I'm not saying it isn't. I'm saying more like. If you believe you are stardust. My my star child. My char- star children out there. If you believe you are stardust. And you are part of the universe. Then the universe gave this to you. You just have to unlock it. You have to be a part of it. Right. You have to accept it. And I think that to me. Is generally the same thing. As prayer and all my christian family that are listening to this probably want to they're they're like no sam you're wrong stop being so nice about it they're all gonna burn no my family doesn't believe in like hell and stuff like that but uh but i'm just saying like for me that's how i see it you know i i you know for a long time i was in like you know i i just i feel like there's like everybody just needs to calm down and we don't have to disagree. I think we're all really talking about the same thing. We just like well, to be I mean, the, right.
1: You the, know. Thing that, the thing that we can all agree on, right, the reason that there are religions and different religions is that man is a meaning-making creature. So the things that we that aren't right at our fingertips that we can't explain, you know, we have to find whatever pacifies that, right? Yeah. It creates like an anxiety in us, you know? And which I think that most of, like we are, you know, not only are we meaning-making creatures, but we're meaning-making creatures because we are just one gigantic ball of anxiety, you know? And when I say anxiety, there's anxiety that can be good for you. And there's anxiety that can cause heart problems, right? Stress and and all of that. Yeah. So I, I think that when I said that religion is kind of on the wayside.
0: No, I mean, I I get what you're saying, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily an attack against, like, what people believe. Yeah. I'm just saying that the religion itself was... Right. The Catholic faith said, okay, look, we're Catholics. We believe that Peter was the first pope and that, you know, we're going to go on and believing this way, so we're going to make up these traditions of, you know, taking, uh, you know, the, the... blood of Christ, which is wine, and then the you know, the wafers and all that stuff like that stuff was people just got together and said, Well how do we how do we solidify this? Well we have to have certain traditions and actions and ethics that we go by that that yeah. makes it look legit, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey how about how about the Pope? You know, is he just gonna dress like a normal priest? No, we're gonna make him three foot hats. You know? No. Yeah. That that's what I'm talking about is just the the made up portions
2: no, of no, religion.
1: No, I, 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 and, and we take to that because we need something outside of ourselves sometimes, right? Yeah. And my point is that maybe, that maybe we don't. Maybe we can start looking inward and realizing that meditation and those kind of spiritual practices, you know, lower blood pressure. They've been shown to remap, remap synapses in the brain. So, like, uh, you we're talking about neuroplasticity now, um, lessens anxiety, gives you a fundamentally different outlook on the world. You know, th- these things have been tested. You know, these, these are scientific. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more things. And I'm not saying that we should replace necessarily religion with meditation, but maybe religion with personal spiritual practices.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you know I'm, I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, organized religion. And I probably said this already. I just um, I've said this. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this on one of our podcasts. I just think of it as this. It's it's not religion so much as human error. Right. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, you call it and you say, hey, my computer's on the glitch. There's something wrong. It's not turning on. And they're like, did you plug it in? Oh, did yeah. you press the start button? And my point is i think that it's not the word itself it's the way the word is used to abuse people people have done it throughout the centuries they've used uh religion as a tool to prey on the hopeless to motivate manipulate. them and manipulate them to do what they uh um would like to be done so i think that is you know what you see in this case and um not to make it too light, but, you know, like I said, they're the clear winners of this sucker punch. Uh, it's hard, man. I would like oh. to do it. I think we, we, we want, I honestly, I mean, I love the way the show's been going. You know, these are things that people need to talk about, and I'm sure people are, are talking about all over the place. I don't, it is one of the darkest things. 70 years, man. 70 years. Um, I just
1: want to address our, our listeners real quick and say that. I think that I'm always going to have a lot of noise in my background. Yeah. And I apologize for that. I'm trying to do I have bought a different mic to maybe cancel out some of that noise, but I'm a fidgeter and I I'm sitting here in this chair talking with Sam and I'm like going nuts trying to stay focused on what I'm going to say. Yeah. But each each podcast I think that Sam and I are getting better at speaking and doing a better job on the podcast at least kind of knowing what we're talking about yeah um i had a i had a friend tell me that uh you guys should know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you're right i can't you're argue so with that. right i thought that was part of our charm apparently it wasn't it's that not. was only one listener who knows um, yeah i know i'm not gonna... but i i do agree it's a good su- I do suggestion yeah and i guess uh, um so we've been trying
0: yeah and so for y'all that don't know as well like i'm i'm in austin you're in New Braunfels or San Marcos? Yes. New Braunfels. New Braunfels. So, you know, he, I record it basically by giving him a phone call. He's always doing it over the phone. That's why you'll see a generally a different uh, a sound to the recording. But we do appreciate your um, support. And like I say all the time, if you want to be a part of the conversation, all you have to do is download the app. On Anchor. Well, I guess you don't download the app on Anchor. You download the app on the Play Store or the whatever, wherever you download apps, download the damn thing.
1: You download the app called the Play Store. Right.
0: Called Anchor. And
1: it's called Anchor.
0: Now, you could listen to us on several different uh, platforms. I'll give you a quick listing of those platforms here in just a second as I pull them up. Um, You could listen to us on Apple. You can listen to us on uh Google, uh, Google cast, right? Is that what it is? We're on uh, Google podcast, Google podcast. We're on Stitcher, Spotify. Um, so you can find us on several different ones, but the thing is is if you want to be a part of the conversation, then what you want to do is download the anchor app. That's where you're going to be able to leave us a message. Um, and that's about it, you know. Give us a holler. You you can Oh, also, and I don't know why I wouldn't mention this, but if you go to Facebook, I think you can find us at uh spot w718. So that's our I guess it's called the sucker punch podcast is the page, but it's at spot W seven eighteen. S P O T W seven eighteen. Um go ahead and uh like the page, share the page, leave a comment, ask a question, uh send us a suggestion for your next week's Sucker Punch of the Week, and you'll get some honorable mentions. Thank you for your support. Share it with all your friends, and that's all I got. You Nate.
1: Fuck the Milwaukee Brewers.